Hello and welcome to the Mojo Podcast, part of Mike's Open Journal. Here we're going to be talking about mental health and all things related. That includes illness, wellness, stigma and support, and importantly some of your very own personal stories. I want to thank you for being part of Mike's Open Journal as guests, as visitors, as speakers, as listeners. Welcome to the world of mental health. And remember, you're not alone out there. These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. She's not a great match for me, and that's okay. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. I feel like a lot of the friends that I did have have sort of stopped speaking to me because of it. And the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. Not only did this help me to write it, Mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. And she was like, can you tell me a bit about what's going on? So I told her everything and her face dropped. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it. And welcome to the Mojo Podcast and to a Megacast episode. I think this is episode 11. Uh, for those of you that haven't listened to one of these episodes before, I am delighted once again to be joined by my good friends Matt and Wes. Matt from Beyond Your Past and Wes from Audio Rising. We are three guys that each have our own podcasts. We, uh, we each talk about mental health. Uh, and we have slightly different ways that we approach our our episodes and our podcasts. Um, but we come together every kind of two months or so to sit down and have a chat and just record an episode. Every so often there's a topic. Sometimes we just kind of ramble through essentially. Um, but I really enjoy every single time sitting down with these guys and, and having a conversation. And, and this episode we talk a little bit about our progress over the last year or so, um, how we feel um, certain tools or support have been useful to us and to some of the people that we've spoken about, um, and a little bit about how we feel um, we've progressed. Sounds a bit strange, doesn't it? That sounds all positive about ourselves. Well done, I never... But how we've progressed in terms of being advocates um, and the benefits of being able to share our stories and help share other people's stories as well so it was really good I think for me particularly at this time of year it's it can be a bit of a struggle I'm not always um as happy as I appear to be uh so yeah I I actually wasn't feeling great uh when we sat down to record and 
the the difference in the like the hour hour and a half or however long it was um after we'd finished recording uh i felt so much um not better but so much more kind of at peace and with myself and a little bit happier um and i think there is so much to be said for sitting down and and, and talking with um your friends loved ones whoever you feel comfortable with and i do i absolutely adore sitting down with these guys so um big thank you to them um for for continuing to be part of our our little megacast group and thank you to you guys for continuing to listen and download the podcast hopefully you are subscribing now um if you are interested in coming onto the podcast yourself in future like Give me a bell, let me know, and I'm sure we can work something out for 2019. So I'm going to throw you guys straight into this discussion. Um, And if you enjoy it, hopefully you do. Um, Let us know, let us know if there's a certain topic that you'd like myself, Matt and Wes to sit down and talk about in 2019. Um, If there's a topic you'd love to hear three guys talking openly about mental health um, cover, um, do let us know. But thank you very much and... uh, I hope you've had a peaceful, restful, um, and as happy as it can be, festive period. Uh, and thank you so much for being part of this journey and the stories that we're sharing on the podcast. So thank you so much. And here, finally, 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 here is uh, this 11th episode of the Megacast. How's it going, guys? Not too bad. Oh well, I'm, I'm getting used to the it being dark like just all day now. I don't. Oh, yeah, no. I think we had like six or seven hours of sunlight yesterday, and it just yeah, it's a bit of a mood killer. I'm not gonna lie. Well, I was gonna say that's got to have an effect on on your mood. Yeah, I just yeah, I think um, yeah, my sleep's been a little bit broken lately as well, and it's like oh. You wake up in the day and you're just like, what's the point? It's going to be dark again. It's basically, let's just chill out and do nothing. Which is, <laughs> it's kind of nice, but it's being, it's trying to be able to enjoy the doing nothing. Yeah. It's, yeah. If you can, if anytime you can do nothing, that's, uh, that's, I'm all for that. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just run with it. You know? How about you guys? Yeah, Matt, how about you? Um, well, tons and tons of rain around here lately, so I think it's the second uh, wettest year on record for Pennsylvania, so it's rain, it's been raining, like, pretty much all year long, and it just, like, we we just got out of two days of rain, and of course it is dark at, like, four o'clock in the afternoon now, so Mm -hmm. I'm, uh, I'm kind of used to the... The whole getting dark early thing, because it's been like that since like November when we switched the the clocks back and I got through my three weeks of getting my sleep screwed up. Now I'm kind of on the schedule of it getting dark early and I'm okay with it, but come spring, it'll be all jacked up again. So, (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah, we don't, we don't, I mean it, yeah, it gets dark early here, quote unquote. Um, but that's that's nothing compared to what you guys deal with because I mean the sun starts going down. I mean, and it's because our time never changes. But you know, in the summertime, it's uh, you've got some form of daylight until almost eight o'clock at night, mm. and then this time of year, um, 
you know, it's dark by six and you're going, oh, there's, there's just no time. It's dark. <laughs> yeah. So we have really, I mean, everything out here, everything out here would be considered mild, you know, mild, mm. mild time, mild weather, mild, you know, until you get to summer and then everybody just wants to go somewhere else. You know, they always yeah, talk I about mean, it's, it's got to be rough trying to put up Christmas lights and getting a sunburn. I mean, seriously, dude. It, it, it is true. <laughs> it's true. You go outside because I, I just hung some this year. I'm like, because we moved and I'm like, man, I don't know. We had a two story and I don't know how this is going to work with a one story. I got to hang this. And, you know, of course, the half the bulbs don't match and this is out. And, you know, so you do go to Home Depot six times or whatever or Walmart because <laughs> I'm cheap. And, um, you know, you get out there in the morning and you you put on. You put on a, a, a light hoodie, you know. <laughs> oh, my. I feel your pain. I know. And you're standing up on this ladder and you're hanging this stuff and you're going, it's a bit brisk out here. And you, you start hanging lights and pretty soon you're like, holy shit, I'm sweating. I've got to get get this thing off of me, you know. So then you put on a ball cap so you don't have sweat running into your eyes while you're trying to hang lights. And oh, yeah, oh my. It's, it just <laughs> it's really, really tough, you know. And I know you guys are completely sympathetic and empathetic. Oh, so much. Yeah, yeah, so definitely. Much. Yeah, yeah. But then again, you know, out here, I saw something on Facebook the other day. It says, you know, uh, Arizona snowman, and it's just a cactus with a Santa hat. You know, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, well, how is the season treating you guys? I know we touched on that with the weather, but I mean, is there, how are we, how are we holding up this year? Well, it's been a busy year. Um, lots of stuff, you know, lots of changes, lots of things going on. But mm -hmm. um, the season, it's it's quite a bit different from last year. I mean, last year at this time, I was sick as a dog and getting ready for what would be a week long hospital stay in early January. So I'm grateful to not be sick. So I'm 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 quite thankful for that. And um, you know, getting to spend some time with the kids and you know do a couple Christmas parties and just really kind of try and wind down the year. You know, I stopped recording podcasts for the last two and a half weeks just to give myself a break. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, cause I, I generally record like twice a week. And so I'm like, you know what, the last two and a half weeks, I'm not doing a damn thing. There I'm you just going to sit back, you know, I've got four or five still that need to be edited yet. And I'm like, I'm just going to take my time. I'm going to relax. I might release one or two over the next couple of weeks instead of four, like I usually do. And I'm like, you know what, my, my brain is a bit saturated. And so I'm just kind of doing a little bit of extra self care and, kind of relaxing and, you know, just, um, catching up on some, some past projects that I've been putting off and, but really just trying to wind down a bit because it has been quite busy and, <clears throat> you know, trying to, uh, to practice what I preach in terms of taking care of yourself over the holidays. Right. Well, and you, it's not just busy. Um, but you've had a lot of transition this year, if I'm not mistaken, you know, with tons of transition. Yes. I yeah. left my I left my corporate job of 17 years back in June, and I've been a full-time coach and podcaster and advocate and stuff since then. And so that's been a big transition. And, you know, I've been uh, finding out what it's like to own your own business. And it's uh, the, the biggest thing I found out is that it doesn't work out the way you plan it. <laughs> so <laughs> you have to roll with the punches and kind of adapt. And that's the biggest thing I've learned is being able to adapt and, and be able to, to know that just because you envision, envision something some way and you can plan until your heart's content 
and things just don't always work out that way. And so you have to figure out a way to keep going. And, you know, some things, uh, you know, came down the pike that were able to uh, allow me to spend some more time working at my brother's business to help him, you know, working with clients and, you know, locally and, and, and uh, I'm sorry, um, individually and group coaching and building some websites for people. So, you know, it's good. It's the stress of, the job that I have been at for so long is gone. And now of course there's new stresses when you own your own business, but right. it's a different kind of thing. You know, it's, uh, so yeah, it's, it's been a big transitional year and I'm kind of reflecting and being grateful and, you know, just re- resisting the urge to try and look too far ahead and figure out what's going to happen. Cause I've realized over the last six months that I can't control a damn thing. Mm-hmm. And with so, any kind of anxiety, that's an extremely difficult thing to do is. Oh yeah. Trying, trying just... to release the control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huge. Mm-hmm. So again, trying to practice what I preach and, you know, it's interesting. I was talking about this on a podcast with somebody else uh, a couple weeks ago, and that is um, being okay with what's going to happen and, you know, really just uh, being okay with not understanding and not being able to control everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and just really, you know, do do the very best you can, put your best foot forward, cover all the bases you can, and then you just have to kind of let it go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whatever happens, you know, you'll survive. I mean, I'm still going to wake up the next day. You know, I've still got my kids. I've still got my cats. I've still got a place to live. I've still got food on the table. So even if something doesn't work out the way I thought, I'm going to figure out a way to run with it. And I'm going to figure out a way to use the all the tools that, you know, you tell people to do and and, and you encourage people to do. It's not always easy to do this for yourself. That's true. <laughs> you, know? Ooh, that you know, I mean, I can tell somebody nine ways to Sunday about this strategy and that strategy and use this tool and, and you know, this perspective and all that. But when it comes to yourself, you have to really almost kind of work at it because it doesn't come, it doesn't always come as naturally as what you would think. At least, at least in my case, it doesn't. That's true. Well, one last thing, and then I want to, I want to let Mike chime in too, is, um, do you see yourself three or four years ago being able to do what you do now, Matt? Nope. Because four years ago, I was deep in the middle of therapy and my life is falling apart and I am completely depressed, dreading every day, not understanding what a survivor was, not understanding why I would ever want to share my story about anything that happened to me. And so you know, and four years ago, I was just about a year out from being divorced for the second time. So I had all the struggles of, you know, why am I broken and why can't I stay in a relationship and what's going on and what's wrong with me and how do I fix me and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So four years ago, I was deep in the middle of some of some scary stuff and, you know, a lot of hard work with a therapist, with a coach, with, you know, getting education and learning about my myself and where I am. And, you know, things have 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 really uh, really kind of taking an about turn, you know, over the last four years, it's, it's, it's really night and day. And, you know, I was, I was an engineer and I was working for a big company and I was just kind of, okay, this is my life. And, but now it's, uh, you know, it, it's just funny how things change and, and evolve and, you know, really happen rather quickly when you've been in kind of a status quo place for most of your life. And then all of a sudden you have a, a major change like this. So it's, uh, exactly. It's yeah, I was just I was just trying to put a time frame on when I discovered your tweets and and uh, you know just when you were getting into it. Uh, we've been doing this for two years, mm-hmm. so it had to have been three 
three and a half years ago, something like that, where I first discovered your stuff and I, I started corresponding with you a little bit, just kind of sharing, you know, that I I was encouraged by what I was reading and realizing I'm not, you know, I'm not um, I'm not alone in this by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but knowing that and getting that are two different things. And now I'm, you know, and then over the course of time, I've been able to to actually get it and start to understand what that means. And so guys like Mike and I, um, we've been here to witness some of this this evolution in your life and, and some of the changes that have taken place, which I always think is a really good thing. I, I don't know how many times I've I've talked to guys that have said, but I've I used to be this way and my kids witnessed that and they they saw what a messed up place i was in and this and that and i just regret that they ever saw that because i'm better now and i always said yeah but because they were old enough to witness what you used to be for the rest of their lives they're going to be able to say yeah but this is what he turned into this is what he became Mm -hmm. this is how low he was this is this is where he went after that and a lot of that is willingness um, to anybody out there listening, you don't need a whole lot of special powers to overcome some of these things. You need a willingness, a willingness to listen to other people that know more than you do, like I do with these two guys. And um, and, and, and here we think that you know more than us. <laughs> well, but I mean, you know, a willingness to step forward in, in um, you know, and, and just say, I, I don't have control, but I'm going to take this next step anyway. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you're 10, 10 miles from where you were before. And um, it's it's kind of an amazing journey. How about you, Mike? What's been going on in your neck of the woods? Uh, I don't know. It kind of ties up a little bit with some of the stuff that you guys were saying, actually. And um, like this time of the year is, is not a great time for me. Like I struggle with the um, oh, I don't know, everything. I used to love Christmas and um, being divorced and kind of just before we split up, we were looking at having kids. So you kind of go from that sort of mindset of like you're just about to sort of have everything to feeling like you have nothing. And I think Christmas being a real family time really brings that home for me. Um, and then sort of just, yeah, the lack of sunlight, the the depression and the mood sort of, sets in um but i think this year has felt a little bit different for a a number of reasons and um i think a large part of that is to do with having had that experience and learning to kind of acknowledge and accept um those days and those times when i don't feel great and not feel as bad or as shameful about them and just go yeah do you know what it's okay so today or right now I don't feel great but that's just now um and I think when you guys were speaking a little bit earlier again it's it's that idea of I guess experience of being involved in conversations and being reflective um over a period of time and you're not gonna um or at least I didn't get that straight away because it's not something I'd ever really thought about um and given that much time to and I think I've been really fortunate um this year in being in a new relationship as well in that um a lot of the time I kind of I might talk about my story but it's I I get a lot from um helping other people share their stories uh and I think the the best thing for me about being in a relationship has um been it kind of came at a time when I didn't 
not that I wasn't looking for it. I think more accurately, I didn't necessarily um, want a relationship. Um, it's not, yeah, I was, I could have taken or left uh, a relationship. It wasn't a big thing for me. And then, so that meant that when it did come along, I could really appreciate it because I felt like I'd chosen to be in that situation and I'd chosen that person. Um, and I think the the communication side for us has been a really big thing because it's not something I've had in previous relationships, whether that's a romantic or a friendship relationship, um, in terms of just being open and sometimes understanding that when we sit down, um, you're not going to open up about everything straight away. Mm-hmm. And there can be times when um, we ask certain questions and there's a little bit of a a couple of minutes of silence almost as we sort of process our answers and um, that kind of open communication um, is not something I think I would have been capable of doing a couple of years ago Um, and that's why I think yeah this year it's yep still struggling but um, I think I'm in a much better place to be able to deal with that and it's interesting we all have like our different experiences but so much is kind of um yeah, I've been summarised by you guys as well in terms of, like you say, over that period of time, we learn these new skills, we learn to be kinder to ourselves, to do some of those things that we tell other people to do, um, and being able to, I don't know, be better equipped to support ourselves in that period as well. Hmm. Do you think, because while you're, while you're sharing that, I'm sitting here thinking, you've done some travelling this year. Yep. which I know you kind of have alluded to in the past. It's like, me, I just as soon avoid that. Yeah. Um, and you've interacted with a, a ton of people personally, not just online. Mm. And I'm wondering if that, that brings, you know, more progress, more, I, I don't really know how to explain it, but I'm just, I'm picturing, because you've gotten involved with advocacy groups and you've mm. gotten uh, involved with, uh, you know, meeting people face to face that you've interacted with on here, and you know those people because of your struggles. Yeah, and um, I'm, I got to believe that that's a huge part of growth too. Yeah, I think I, I guess it's that um, there are different things, aren't there, that you pick up from from sharing your story. And I think for me, like you say, in the last year or eighteen months, I guess I've um, met a lot of people that I've spoken to different amounts um but actually kind of having the experience of meeting those people in the real world so to speak um I think does make a little bit of a difference sometimes it sort of brings home actually do you know what like it is really good that you're able to share your story and you can talk to those people that um you've spoken to online and um I think you mentioned I think Matt mentioned earlier about the idea of uh trying to be kind to other people but not doing that for ourselves and I think I sometimes do that in regards to uh, praising other people for sharing their story and not always recognising some of the stuff that you or I or we have achieved in sharing ours in that there are other people that are now more confident about sharing their story that you've been able to be supportive of them as well as of yourself and um also just getting involved in some of the really cool events that I've got to go along to and see that gradual change in attitude um makes you feel a bit more confident about um the way that your illness is perceived or the way that you might be perceived by other people um and as much as we talk about 
oh, I understand I'm not the only one and there's loads of people affected by this, um, to actually see and talk to those people makes a huge difference. It stops it becoming just a number and um, as soon as you see those people, it does make you feel a lot more accepted, a lot more understood by different people. Um, and I think it is that idea of... of um, of connecting with people like I definitely struggle um, still now with talking to people that I uh, have known for years and years and years and knew the in brackets old me um, and <laughs> <laughs> the 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 me kind of during or post that experience um, with a mental health illness I think is a different version of myself and I do um, sometimes like align that version with a lot of online communications um, and feel more open talking to those people that have only known me since that struggle um, because there isn't necessarily that comparison with the person that you feel like you were before and I don't necessarily think um, other people are making that judgment I think it's probably just me um, but it doesn't stop that happening uh, so I think it is good to be able to sort of mix that up a little bit and um, work out what you're comfortable with and not with. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, um, we, I don't know. It, it's funny how we discover all these things in life. And now here we are, a, a, you know, a few decades, well, some of us, a few <laughs> decades into into living this life and go, oh, I'm just now starting to discover who I am, mm. you know. And what I hear both of you saying is, from my point of view, is I'm like, you know what, you guys are both, and, and I think me to a certain extent, too, you guys are both becoming more of what you were designed to be, you know, and, and we got knocked off track by um, by the, uh, you know, the nature of the illness. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, people always say nature and nurture. And I've been I've been trying to uh, deal with that in my own mind and go, OK, some of this anxiety and um you know, fear of failure and all this stuff kind of, it, it kind of branched out from the original root, which mm-hmm. was, I was born this way, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, it just, it just spirals out of control from there. As I was growing up, it's like, if you, if you've got an underlying case of anxiety or depression, then each real world situation <clears throat> that you run into you find a way to deal with that in a depressed and anxious way. So everything gets affected by, by the condition. And now we're in that, we're in that stage where we're, we're kind of pushing back against that. And we have to use our minds um, to, to kind of tell ourselves, wait a minute, you know, they're like, like Mike just said, you know, intellectually that there are tons of people out there that deal with the same thing you do, but that is a lot different than actually interacting with someone and walking up to someone face to face who deals with similar issues. Oh my God, you dogs are killing me. <laughs> oh dude, it's great. I we love it. I love it. I, it feels like we're all sat on some tatty old sofa having a chat and the yeah, dogs are yeah, running yeah. around. That's kind of thing yeah. with your dogs. <laughs> uh, well, what happens is these dogs are, they're, they're usually in here when I'm recording and they just lounge about, you know, no big deal. But if a dog walks down the street or a cat shows up out of anywhere, they're just like, oh my God, you're on my planet. You cannot be here. This is not free, you know. And strangely enough, every time Mike starts talking, here they come, you know. Uh, 
horrible. Hello, doggies. Hello, dogs. <laughs> dogs. Now they're at the end. If they want to go outside and bark till hell freezes over, I'm fine with that. But don't do it in here. Have some manners. <laughs> it's like it's like they're animals and they don't get it or something. Oh. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Anyway, that completely broke my train of thought. But it's it's a lot different when you're actually face to face with someone mm-hmm. who struggles similarly, and you can have a free flowing conversation. It's kind of like you guys do with your podcasts. Yes, there's a subject matter. Yes, there's you know here's some topics we want to touch on. But inevitably, it's going to become this back and forth, free flowing to an extent conversation. And both of you probably walk away going, "Wow, there's yet another example of." Um, something I can relate to people I can relate to the feelings that these experiences bring about. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, that's some amazing stuff. But the thing is, is in these kind of communities, like I say, again, I, you can see that growth, you know, Mike always comes across as a, as just a fun guy. We all do, but Mike is just, every time that guy laughs, I just crack up and I don't even need to know what he's saying. Um, (laughs) But, that is exactly right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all he's got to do is laugh. And I'm just like, okay, I feel better. Now. And what's funny is when I play these back, <laughs> when I play these back to edit, and one of you guys starts laughing at something, you know, it'll usually be, I'm just, I'm skipping through and I want to get to a certain spot. So I don't know what you guys are laughing at, but it just <laughs> makes me start cracking up all over <laughs> Oh, Every time okay. I see one of Mike's Instagrams or Facebooks, I just I just crack up. I don't, it's it's your smile, dude. It's like infectious. I don't know. Oh, it really is. Well, it's that, and it's the hair. It's the hair too. Well, the hair. You the you hair, got the it. accent, and, and the smile. Mike, you are like the trifecta of awesomeness, dude. Oh, I'm feeling the love. <laughs> he's got he's got the smile. He's got the hair, and he's got the accent. Yeah, and we all got none of that. So I was gonna say, and we have none of those. <laughs> it's not it's not like we're sitting here going well at least i've got no we can't even say that i know we've got zero we live vicariously through mike's social media oh <laughs> thing is though because to me you guys have the accents it's like uh, yeah <laughs> you know and it's it's funny too like i mean i've i've talked to many people in the uk and you know in canada and some other places and i have a client who lives in london and 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 she's like, you have an accent. I'm like, I have no accent. I'm like, I have no, no accent ever. This um, is the way everybody talks, and it, it, it is funny. It just it is. I always laugh. <laughs> I think I told you guys at one time. I uh, when I was working, um, it was it was automotive, but it was in in kind of a call center environment, and it was you know it was it was the '90s when they was really trying to consolidate all this stuff, and you just call this number, and anybody you talk to can help you. <laughs> And they were taking their Canadian clients and they were sending them to the Phoenix call center. And I would get on the phone with them and I'm talking just like I'm talking to you. And and they didn't like us at all. And they would go, <laughs> you would hear someone go, so you're in the States, eh? And I'm like, yeah, how'd you know that? Oh, I could tell by the accent. I'm like, what accent? <laughs> I know. It's it's fine. I, I don't get it. I, I, I don't see the accent at all. I don't, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> and he's and my and Matt is is you know two thousand miles away from me where people are supposed to have an accent and yet he sounds he sounds just as mundane and boring as I am. <laughs> See, thank you. Yes. <laughs> oh dear. My my point was is it and it and it can be a little it can be a little scary sometimes because because 
everything, your, your Instagrams, your pictures, your Facebook stuff, your, your podcasts, you sound like man, a Mike, like, like, you know, the happy go lucky guy mm. who doesn't have a care in the world. And it, it just goes to, and that, and that's natural. It's not like it's fake. That's, that seems like it's part of who you are. Just like mm. when I'm laughing at you guys, I'm not forcing myself to laugh and go, well, I better try and sound like I'm having fun. No, I'm actually having <laughs> like, fun. These guys are right, idiots. It's <laughs> cracking me up. <laughs> but but it, it's so it's still so difficult sometimes to imagine a person who is in a dark place when they don't look like it, mm-hmm. they don't sound like it, they don't have a, a vibe like they're in a dark place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it, it's just so... Um, there's so many things that, that people, um, don't deal with because it's not on the surface, you know, yeah. uh, it's not something that's, it's readily, you know, if I'm driving down the road and I'm swerving all over the place and a cop pulls me over and goes, you're drunk. That's a lot different than me driving down the road, completely normal. No cop is going to pull me over going, you look depressed. Oh. Get out and walk a line for oh. me. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The things that we don't see are the ones that a lot of times we don't address. And in many cases don't know how. And, and I think that's what is, there's so much value in what you guys are doing because you're raising awareness, you're being an advocate and you're healing all in the same process. And that's, that's special. That's, that's something that let's face it, millions of people will never experience. I think that's hopefully, like you say, in terms of being an advocate and sharing our stories and supporting other people to do that, hopefully that we, we, we are doing our little bit, um, to, to change that mindset around, um, mental health and particularly mental health illness in the, I think up until, I don't know, four or five years ago, um, I think all you ever really thought about was, was that person that's been locked up um, mm-hmm. in terms of someone being uh, or struggling with a mental health illness? That that was the only sort of image or portrayal of mental health illness that we were ever shown. And I think more so now it's looking at um, look, everyone at a certain stage in all likelihood um, is going to be affected by an illness and um, most of those people are going to continue to whatever extent to to carry on with their day-to-day life they're going to continue to see people they're going to continue to work and Mm -hmm. that yeah there will be some people that struggle enough that aren't able to do that but there are so many people that are just persevering um, and I think that's for me, the side of, of mental health that we've seen in the last um, maybe two years where people mm. are a bit more accepting that actually, do you know what, no, a lot of people are affected by this. We do need to talk about it. We do need to make sure people feel supported and um, that understanding is happening very, very slowly, but it is happening. Um mm. And I think that's I don't I don't think it's anyone's fault. I think it's just it's the culture that we're raised in. It's the culture that we've been brought up in, and it's um, even when I hear people talk about um, having to wait for certain services, and I think yeah, that's a bit crap. But just in terms of a service, you have to get to a stage where it's overloaded before people are going to offer more. Like they're not suddenly going to go, oh, this service is being used fifty percent. Let's like jump it up in case a sudden increase happens in the next couple of years. Um, That's a good 
it's just recognising, yeah, like there there are going to be struggles and there are people that are affected that aren't going to talk about it. And if they choose not to, uh, that's fine as long as they're choosing not to and they don't feel like they can't. Yeah, yeah. Um, Matt, do you? What? Uh, that's probably something that we could toss around for a second too. Is is do you notice um, here in the states? A lack of, I mean, we all know that there's a lack of mental health uh, availability and services mm. pretty much worldwide. But do you run across that too um, in your interactions with other people, the frustrations of just not having the services needed? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think <clears throat> the good thing is that in this day and age, there's a lot of self-help resources now more than ever. I mean, you can look on any app store and you can find meditation apps. You can find mindfulness apps. You can find crisis apps. You can find therapy apps. So I think it is more readily available now more than ever. And I think that trend is continuing. Of course, you've also got online resources, you know, you know, blogs and, and, and people who are doing uh, like uh, Twitter chats and, and, and Facebook groups and stuff. So the access to it now is uh, is more than ever readily available, and I would imagine that trend's going to continue. However, you know, I think a lot of it still is, even with all of the media coverage in terms of mental health now, I mean, you know, you see, uh, you know, athletes and you see singers and you see actors and all, all these people talking about how they're speaking out for their mental health struggles. And I'm like, okay, that's great. But there's still a lot of, old school mentality that, you know, reaching out for help is a sign of weakness. And so I, I think that's more, and I mean, this might just be my perspective, but I think over time there is going to be more and more, obviously um, access to types of services. Yes. However, we have to remember too, that there are a lot of people in this world who don't even know how to access the free stuff that, you know, that, 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 like we all take for granted, you know, I mean, we see Twitter chats and apps on our phones and resources and blogs, and we just kind of say, okay, it's there if I need it. But how many times do, 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 do one of us see, get a tweet or a DM or an email or something on a blog of somebody saying, I just found your, your, your site, or I just learned about help for addiction, or, you know, I just learned about help for depression. I never knew anybody felt this way. Mm. And sometimes we're just like, well, it's everywhere. But we have to realize that not everybody knows where it is. Yeah. There's still a whole lot of stigma. There's still a whole lot of just, you know, people needing to learn where things are and that people actually care. So it's I think it's always good to kind of remember and to stay humble that just because so many of us take for granted that there, that there's stuff out there. There's tons of stuff. There are tons of people who don't know how to access a simple blog mm -hmm. or, you know, to, to, to use an app on their phone because they, they just don't know. And mm -hmm. so. There's still a lot of work to be done, I guess, was my point in that little spiel. No, that's that's good. You know, and I, I think every bit of that is correct. And, and hopefully it gets anyone listening to to think in those terms and to kind of, you know, to to use those resources or spread the word. Um, I try like on Twitter, I try to spread the word about things I know nothing about just because it's something that someone out there needs, you know. And and we all know that. But, you know, like you said, Matt, it's it, we're kind of in that culture. So we're you know, it'd be easy for us to go, oh, no, it's 10 times better than it used to be. And in, in a lot of respects, it is. But um, uh, 
but yeah, there's still there's still a long way to go. And I think it's being able to, like Matt said, there's so many resources, um, and people aren't always aware of those, and it's because we we are um, patting ourselves on the back here. We are very proactive, and so we are more aware of those things, and a lot of people aren't. And it's also being aware that if you try something and it doesn't work that doesn't necessarily mean that that thing isn't for you it might just be that kind of style and I've spoken to people before that have tried um, like counseling or therapy and said actually I've, I've got to the stage now where I worked out that therapy was something that was beneficial for me it was just that particular therapist or counselor didn't connect with me or I didn't connect with them and so that wasn't the right person and feeling confident enough to give that another go and to try something else and um I remember in the last couple of weeks, I've spoken to a few people about uh, some of the like the mindfulness and um, guided listening things that you can find um, on YouTube. And there's a particular channel um, that I, I I have to I've not listened to it a lot recently, but I used to listen to it a lot. And um, they had uh, some guided listening stuff that was um, really nice. I really connected with it because it was always sort of. Um, Oh, you're, you're sort of walking on the beach and you can feel the wind in your face or um, like you're walking through the woods and you can hear the leaves and the grass and da 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 all that imagination stuff and that really worked for me like it helped me to kind of relax it helped me to go to sleep um, and they were really really useful but on the same channel they also had a couple of what I call kind of more real world um, uh, videos and uh one of them I remember was uh, sort of starts off. Oh, you're you're laying in bed and you hear a noise outside and you can't sleep or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay, well that's I'm listening because I can't sleep. Okay, you sort of get up and you look out the window. And, okay, I imagine getting up and looking out the window. It's like you see a wolf outside. I'm like, oh, it's a bit weird. You go, you go downstairs and you go into the garden and um, the the wolf's in the garden. And I'm like, well, how's the wolf got through the gate? I don't. That's a bit weird. I don't really understand how it's got into the garden. Okay, um, like it's rubbing its nose against your knee. I'm a bit worried it's going to bite me. But okay, the wolf runs off, and then you run alongside it, and da da da. And I'm like, I'm not catching up to a wolf. This is ridiculous. And uh, to me, like that just did not work at all because it set it real world. And it, for me, that was a real like. Actually, even this resource that has been really, really useful. These exact same people doing the exact same thing. There are some of those videos um, that are that just don't work for me, um, and it was a really cool uh, like experience to go. Actually, even if you find something that works or doesn't work, you've got to be prepared to go. You know, it's not always going to work 100% of the time. There might be certain ways that it comes across that that don't work for you, and it doesn't mean like don't try it again. Uh, and I think I've got that as well from some of the people in the last year and trying different forms of support um you say so often we struggle in coming forward and seeking support that first time and i think there is a high likelihood that that first time might not be the best experience that you get um but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try again yeah exactly that's yeah that's a yeah that's a, a huge point and 
um, you know, therapy, coaching, uh, mindfulness, whatever, whatever modality or whatever you're using, there is no one size fits all. There just isn't. I mean, I mean, like Mike said, you know, um, guided imagery works amazing for some people and other people, you know, you, you just can't connect to it. It just doesn't jive with your, with your makeup and that's okay. Like Mm -hmm. there, there are certain styles of, of, of therapy or, or, or I said, or, or other things that, that people swear by. And I'm like, I can't do it. It's just like mm-hmm. the whole thing about, um, adult coloring books, dude, mm-hmm. I cannot do it. And I, I've said this a hundred times on my podcast. If I've said it once, if you can use like adult coloring books, more power to you, that's an amazing type of way to stay fully present to, you know, kind of relax and calm yourself down and, 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 you know, do some self care. But for me, coloring in like an an adult coloring book gives me like a huge anxiety rush because I feel like I've got to be in the lines and I'm perfect and oh well you know this color screwed up well now the whole damn thing's done like Mm -hmm. I can't do coloring but you know that that doesn't mean that it's a bad form of self-care in fact it's a very amazing one it just doesn't work for me and so Mm -hmm. that's you know and just like the guided imagery or the mindfulness or the meditations or whatever modality, whatever you're using, if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't mean it's bad. It just means that it doesn't work for you. And you know, so what, you know, I mean, there's, there's lots of different ways. There's lots of different things. And it doesn't mean that you're broken. It just means that you relate to something different and like, you know, trying to seek out a therapist or a coach or somebody you, it's not very often that you find the perfect fit the, the very first time. You know, it's trial and error. It's, it's interviewing a therapist. It's interviewing a coach. It's, it's, you know, do you click, do you have a good, uh, kind of rapport going. Can they relate to you? Are they trauma informed? Do they, you know, specialize in something that you know you are struggling with? All the things that you should do when you interview a coach or a therapist before you start working with them. It's not very often that you get that first time to where you're like, yes, you know, I have the right person for me. It does happen, but it's not very often. So, this whole recovery thing, whatever you're doing, is it's a whole lot of trial and error. Well, and that's that kind of makes me think of the imagery that that brings to mind is, you know, when you're a kid, you know, you you find this this pair of tennis shoes or you find this shirt and you're like, Mom, I want this, you know, Dad, you know, this is what I want. And they just don't have it in your size. You know, you don't sit there and go, that's it. Screw it. I'm never wearing a pair of shoes again in my life. No, you move on and you find something that does fit. And I think that's I think that's a huge thing, because a lot of times um, those of us that are anxious, those of us that are are depressed, um, I always feel like I'll just speak for myself. I always feel like in the past I'm looking for a reason for this not to work because I'm a cynic, <laughs> you know, mm. and I'm sitting there going, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. And then I try it and it doesn't work. And I go, see, I, I knew this wasn't going to work. And so it gives you an excuse to give up. And what you guys are saying is, no, you, you know, there are resources and solutions out there. If one doesn't work, it's a nugget. Okay. This, this is one little nugget that you picked up and you go, yep, this, this doesn't work for me, but that doesn't make you stop wearing shoes. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't make you stop uh, looking for the next solution that might be right in your wheelhouse, you know, and, um, and that's, you know, that people say all the time, you know, never give up. Well, okay. But that we need to see those in real world examples where you go, okay, this resource didn't work for me. And, And Matt, I was, uh, last weekend, I was watching my granddaughter, um, color one of these really intricate, um, 
I don't even know what it was, but it was, you know, it was an animal or something, but it, I mean, every other color needed to be something I'm just watching her and I can feel my anxiety level go up <laughs> and, and I'm going, yeah, that I'm that, glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> no. Yeah. But, but you do hear about it working for a lot of people and it's like, go for it. You know, don't, don't listen to me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, like Mike was talking about with apps, you know, I found some some great apps that um, that do help me relax and do help me fall asleep, which has always been an issue. Um, and if, you know, if I, I'll even run across those, even just white noise. I'll, I'll be listening and I'll go, okay, this is aggravating the shit out of me. I got to go find another one you know? <laughs> and I'll, and I'll find another one. I'll go, Oh, this is really soothing, you know, or, or whatever it might be. And boom, I'm asleep, you know, whereas before it would take 14 beers and a, uh, a box fan in order for me to go, yeah, I think I can go to sleep now. You know, yes. it's like, okay, well you're, yeah. You know, all you do, I remember a doctor telling me one time, if you're an anxious person, if you have anxiety issues, having one drink is beneficial. Anything beyond three is just like pouring gasoline on a fire. And I'm like, huh, well, now I know. And I kept right on drinking, you know. So, but um, there's, it's a, that's why I asked you guys questions like this is like, I am so far away from where I used to be. And I, I lose sight of that sometimes and go, I still get this wrong and I still get angry and I still have this issue. And I'm never paying attention to how far I've come. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, I ask those questions is because we've, we've come a long way in a relatively short time. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we're talking, uh, Mike, you talked, you, you talked about uh, just a couple of years ago and, mm -hmm. You know, and I asked Matt, uh, you know, could you have done this four years ago? You know, we're not going back that far. We're talking, yeah. you know, four Christmases, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. But I think that also shows that um, how, for, for how dark a place you can be in and for how much you can be struggling um, in a relatively short amount of time, a lot can change mm. um, and I think that's definitely one of the things that um, I think um, one of you mentioned earlier about the that sort of recognizing and enjoying like the moment and for me it's um, like being in the moment but both sides and going actually do you know what if this is a great moment let's just enjoy this but also when it's not great recognizing it is just this moment um, and being able to balance that out. And I think when you're able to look back and go, um, actually look look at these things that I've done or been involved with or the things that have mattered to me and how that's made me feel. And you're never going to, or I don't think you're ever going to stop those struggles happening. But I do think that we can hugely change the, the frequency and the intensity of them. Um, and how much information we we have um, and I think it's that side that has definitely made a real difference to me because I think while some people talk um, very passionately and very openly about their recovery and how they've got to a stage where they feel like they are no longer affected by a mental health illness for me personally it's been that acceptance of 
do you know what? Maybe I am going to be affected by this for the rest of my life. Um, and as soon as I kind of came to terms with that, it made a, a form of recovery so much easier because I wasn't aiming for um, that like 100%. I was like, actually, do you know what? Like At times, 30% is fine. Yeah, sometimes it might be 90 and that's great, but um, it's that acceptance and being happy to acknowledge, yeah, do you know what? I'm struggling right now, but that's just right now. Um, and again, I think that it comes from those conversations, the the negative thoughts and the worries that we have are mm. all inside. And if we don't talk about those, um, they're just going to continue to fester and to cycle and they're not going to be challenged. Um, and it's by talking to other people that you are able to... Um, reaffirm maybe some of the stuff that you think or challenge or change that um, and I think that's why and it is a simplistic view um, I, I think and I advocate so much for people just talking about um, mental health and, and their experiences with illness um, or the things that they do to support their wellness because there are things that um, people have mentioned to me in the last year that they have um, as far as I know, uh, no struggles with a mental health illness. And yet some of the tips for kind of well-being and kind of keeping generally healthy uh, have been amazing tips. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I haven't done most of them. But I, <laughs> but I, do, I do know about them now. <laughs> I would be the same way, especially when it involves physical activity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that whole uh, uh, exercise thing, yeah, that's, that's overrated. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, but... No, and you know what, like like Mike just said, it's something so huge, and that's something that a therapist drove home to me years ago, a, a coach drove home to me, something that I that I try and, and reiterate as much as possible is that recovery from whatever you're dealing with, healing from whatever trauma you have, the, the, the marks or kind of like the stepping stones or the signs, I guess is a better word, that your healing is not the absence of struggle, it's how much uh, more efficiently, more healthy, more, more, more quickly. In some cases, you're able to, to bounce back to like a healthy kind of baseline, you know, to regain your footing and start going forward again. And so, I mean, you know, you're, you're never going to not struggle. Like you, you, you can't, there's too much in this world, too many triggers, too many things in your past that at some point it's going to knock you sideways. It doesn't matter if you've been in recovery for 30 years, or you've been, you know, working from healing from trauma for 30 or 40 years, something's going to come into your head, an old memory, a trigger, a person, something that's going to be like, whoa, hold on a minute. Something's not right here. I have some old feelings and it's going to cause you to pause. And early on that might knock you down for days, weeks, months, who knows? But the longer you go along, the more self-care, the more you, you know, you, you process memories and do all the healing stuff that we do and we talk about and we advocate for, you know, those circumstances might only knock you down for a couple of hours or a weekend. And so, you know, when you can start to see those little steps of something pretty traumatic happened to me or something came into my life or a memory came back and I processed it and I, and I allowed myself to grieve that or to, or to sit with it or to talk to somebody. And, and, and then all of a sudden I'm starting to kind of pull myself back out again and I'm getting on with life. So, you know, I, I just, I really, I always say that, you know, there, there's no way that no matter how much you've healed or say that you've healed that, that you're, you're never going to struggle again. Right. You're never going to have a moment of pause. So, you know, it's just, 
Yeah. I mean, you're, 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 it's just life. There's too many things traumatically going on in this world that, that, you know, aren't even around you, but, but you hear about them or you see them that can trigger something that you always have to be aware, not to the point of being hypervigilant so much, but just that something's going to happen. But when it does, I've got tools now that I didn't have two years ago, four years ago, 10 years ago. And I don't think, I, I honestly don't think that anybody listening to this could hear a better message than what you two guys just said, where it is a process. It's not about, uh, and Matt's alluded to this before, about hitting, you know, our, our internal system tells us to hit the bullseye every single time. We've got to nail it and we've got to, we've got to do it perfectly or there's no sense in doing it at all. And I know I relate to that. And and that mindset will will kill me because uh, what you guys are saying is so true. It's it's about pulling yourself out of it quicker. It's about having tools in place that say, okay, look, this is going to happen to me. Like with me, if it's if it's let's say a panic attack, I've learned or should have learned. I know I'm a little dense over the last thirty years that this is going to happen to me regardless. It's how I handle it when it does, which is kind of life. You know, I mean, that's kind of how life is, is like like Matt just said, uh, there's going to be things out there that that do a number on us. Uh, you're not getting you're not getting away from that as long as you're breathing. Uh, but how you react to it and the tools you have in place in order to pull yourself out of it quicker or lessen that depth that you fall into uh, is is more than beneficial. And it proves to us our progress. Yeah, that's the only pregnant silence we've had the whole time. I know. I was like, okay, wait a minute. Is it, is so, it my turn or Mike's turn? <laughs> are we yeah. going to start recording now? <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know what? I didn't ask that. Please tell me, God. You know, I am going. recording the last, the last, <laughs> the last couple podcasts we did for whatever reason didn't record. But I'm looking at my screen, and it's it, the file size is increasing moment by moment. So I am recording. <laughs> That's all right, Mike. Just send me the file when we're done, like always. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do what we normally do. Hey, in the time we've got left, and I know we're kind of up against it, but I wanted to relay something to you guys and um, and and just get some quick feedback on it. Um, this year, I started going to counseling, and uh, part of the reason I did that was because there was this underlying anger in me that I couldn't put a finger on, and I said, "This is BS. I've got to deal with this." which is something else that we tend to do. The more we learn, the more we go, mm, this is out of place. I need to work on this. And that right there can be a huge step, even though you haven't figured out yet exactly what you need to do. But I went to counseling and I sat down uh, with, with a counselor and realized that after all of these years, I still associate panic disorder and generalized anxiety as the same thing. And she said, what you what you need to recognize is your anxiety gets to a certain level that triggers a panic attack, but your anxiety level, even when you're not in an attack, your anxiety level is always high. It's always high. And she says, you can be asleep and you're an anxious person kind of, you know, kind of thing. And that's the that's the nature part of the nature nurture uh, dynamic. Cool. So, um uh, I started using this in a real world example uh, that I discovered Friday uh, at work and um, uh, it, it blew me away. And 
one of the things that she tells me is you're never going to have a high level of anxiety and not have some form of depression. And what I noticed was Friday, I'm getting anxious about, you know, Christmas. And we, we've long since decided you do for the kids. We don't really, if we want to do something, me and her will go out and buy something for the house or something mm -hmm. for us or whatever. So I, I always struggle with that lack of surprise and that lack of something to unwrap under the tree that we did when we were younger, you know, and mm -hmm. we ran around till Christmas Eve getting all this stuff. And I noticed Friday as I was reflecting on that, um, <laughs> it makes it sound like it was a calm process. While I was being bombarded with that, I started getting more and more depressed. And I realized that my anxiety, not a panic attack, my anxiety was causing me some depression. Mm. And I started looking at that and I realized it's all this presence under the tree thing. It, it, you you you're conditioned with that all through childhood that that's what you do, and when when there's an absence of that normalcy, I get anxious, and I start, you know, what do you want for Christmas? What do you you know? Go seriously? Well, I don't know. Let's just go out after Christmas is over, and but you know, da 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 da. Mm. And so the only thing under the tree is for the kids, and it and and it causes me anxiety. And I finally just yesterday, and of course I I said all this to her. I, I said it all to, to my wife yesterday in a brilliant fashion. I wish I would have recorded it because I'm totally screwing it up. But um. But I started realizing it's like, look, you're causing yourself all of this over something that she's not really that worried about, you know, and it's all because I'm being taken out of what I consider to be normal, mm. you know, where there's presents under the tree, everybody go nuts and unwrap them. And um, I, I, I started to realize you're not having a panic attack, Wes. You're not driving down the freeway going, how the hell do I get out of this? But your anxiety level is through the roof right now. And it's all over something relatively small. And I really had to, kind of like what Mike was saying, I, I had to voice it. I had to talk about it. I had to get her response, hmm. even though my mind is telling me that her response is going to be, wow, that sounds really stupid. She's never once said that to me, but that's what my mind tells me. Well, this is dumb. So, um, uh, my counselor is always saying, uh, you need to start thinking with your heart more. And I realized that what happens to me is I have this pure, sometimes very vulnerable thought in my heart. And by the time it reaches my head, I've gone, okay, that's completely illogical. You're an idiot for thinking that. Shut that down. That's what my mind tells me to do. Yet my heart is still pumping that feeling and I'm ignoring it. Now, that cannot be healthy, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I got I got so many thoughts, dude. I mean, <laughs> we, we could go for like another hour on this one. <laughs> I, I knew like, I Oh my god, yes, yes, yes. yes. And oh my yeah. no, and oh my god. <laughs> well, you see, I guess it's 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 showing as well, isn't it? That thing of of by talking like just the talk the talking isn't gonna stop that happening, but talking is allowing you to share that with um, with a professional to get some professional advice, also with uh, a partner to get the the, the response and to the the understanding of how someone's actually going to respond to that. I think it is interesting because how much of what you said, and I was like, Do you know what, like the amount of times that I, oh, it's 
you're sort of worried about what the other person is going to do or say, and I think I do oh, overthinking too much, but I wonder how much am I really worried about what they're going to say or what they're going to think? How much of it is actually just I'm worried about myself type thing? Mm-hmm. Um, and like you say, with the presence, have it, you've had if you you've had the discussion, you 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 know that's the the situation or the thing that you're going to do, and yet the person that is most kind of concerned or thinking about that is is you and not the other person. And mm-hmm. um, I mean the the present side, yeah, I get I get that in a general sense. Obviously, not as much, uh, not as to the same extent for myself, but. It's that I the the idea of like oh the the time with family uh, the time that you've um, you're meant to spend with people and you're meant to enjoy it and I'm like, well there's a lot of tolerance happening more than enjoyment <laughs> if I'm completely <laughs> honest <laughs> um, and it's being able to go actually that's okay and I I think to some extent I've maybe gone a bit too too far sometimes and now I I will now tell some people uh, and I get away with it because I'll say it in a jokey manner but I'm like I've I've had enough of you now (laughs) I need to go (laughs) so I've gone too far I think Um, (laughs) so I wouldn't necessarily recommend that but I I think (laughs) maybe recognising that actually you do need some time for yourself and if you want to enjoy or try to enjoy um, or do some of those traditional things of yeah fine do them but if you can place a little bit less importance on them or do them for a a shorter amount of time and um, do it in that aspect Mm -hmm. Very good. Yeah. Matt? Yeah, you know, it, it's so funny because anxiety, like, I mean, the the way that I approach anxiety in my life and with the people I work with is that, to me, anxiety is nothing but a big liar. It uses tricks. It's manipulative. It is the enemy. It's not here to protect me. It's not here to keep me safe. It doesn't have my best interest at heart. There's nothing good about it. And so when I, you know, I mean, I approach it literally as anxiety is trying to take me down, to steal my joy, to keep me from doing what I love to do, to keep me from going out with friends, to keep me from being happy on holidays, to keep me from insert whatever good thing you have going on in your life. And so, you know, I find that approaching and, and, and this is different than your approach, I think, Wes, in some ways, in that I approach anxiety from a logic perspective of, you know, you know, so I would be like, you know, I have, you know, four or five presents for each kid under the tree and, and my, and my, and I know that the kids are always appreciative of it, but part of me is saying, well, but you know, they probably would like more, or maybe they're judging me because I didn't get them enough. And they've never said that ever, Mm. but Mm. my mind will tell me that that's what, excuse me, the anxiety will try and tell me that that's what they are thinking. And then I have to go out and buy more and blow my budget. And all of a sudden I'm, you know, got credit card bills and I'm, you know, shaming myself because I, I did this, that, and the other thing when, when, if I say, wait a minute. There's no logical reason for me to actually think that these kids are actually going to say that or think that ever. I know that they're appreciative. I know that they love me. I I know that they enjoy the holidays just with me and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But so when I can kind of like literally look anxiety in the face or, you know, maybe like the uh, devil on your shoulder kind of, you know, uh, metaphor and be like, look, I know what you're trying to do. This is not the truth. I know in my mind and in my heart that the kids love me and I, you know, you know, my wife appreciates what we do and, and cert whatever. 
And then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I can breathe again. Life is fine. And I may do that a hundred times over, over the holiday season, but you know what? So what? If it works, right. then that's good because, you know, it, there is no, you know, one time, one size fits all thing. It's I have to keep doing the same strategies over and over. And it, and it doesn't matter if I have to do it once or a hundred times, if it works and I can get through another day, another, another Christmas, another birthday, then so what? But, you know, I, it's, it's always interesting how, you know, our, our, you know, how you, you were saying about that voice in your head was, you know, well, you know, I, I need to get my wife something else. But in reality, you know that she appreciates what you guys do afterwards or, you know, the trip you take or whatever. So mm -hmm. it's really just, I, you know, I really find that approaching anxiety from the aspect of it being something that's trying to take us down rather than keep us safe or, you know, approaching it from a logical perspective works quite often. But there's also approaches where it's, as you mentioned, thinking more with your heart. So it's, there really, really is no one size fits all kind of thing. I think is just the message here and, and whatever strategy you have that works for you. And if it takes you a long time to, to, to kind of come to terms with what works for you versus what doesn't, then so what it's, it's the point that you get there. It's not when you get there. Right. And then all of this is a real world example of what we've been talking about, about, like you say, one size, not fitting all. And I kind of gasped when you started talking, Matt, because the very <laughs> first thing that this counselor told me is anxiety is a liar. There is absolutely no truth in what it's telling you. And um, I, I would, you know, I would say the same thing if I get depressed or if I get down. It's like, look, this is this is this is not reality. This is a lie. And um, and you do have to think your way through it using tools that you, it's like we always say, you know, if you, you can't sit there with a toolbox of tools you don't know how to use. And then when, uh, then when something, you know, the, you have a pipe burst or something and you've got to immediately learn how to use this to no, you better be learning these things ahead of time so that they're readily available at that moment when you need them, when there's a crisis or when there's, uh, you know, something that's hitting you out of the blue, that you have uh, a checklist even of things that you go to and go, you know, this, well, wait a minute, this does not make sense. Does this really sound like what's logically happening? Well, you know, and that's where a lot of confusion comes in. So yeah, I, I would definitely say there are different techniques for different people. You are meant to find yours. You're not meant to, you know, it's not, Let's get on board with Wes's program. Let's, you know, let's do everything exactly the way Mike said or the way Matt said. It's it's gathering information and seeing what works for you. And um, that would be the, the biggest thing that I would say is is always continue to pursue it. Don't um, don't stop. Could not agree more. Could not agree more. Yeah. Mike, anything else you want to add before we. Call it a day? Um, I don't think so. I think that was a, um, all good, um, positive and proactive points. Um, I was thinking as you were talking there, actually maybe something that might be interesting for us to do uh, on a future episode in terms of maybe each of us kind of introduce one or two different um, tools or techniques or something like that that um, we found useful in the past uh, might be quite interesting to talk through and again something different in terms of um, what we're putting out there uh, content wise as well yeah 
I think yeah. it's a great idea. I'm going to jot that down. Absolutely. And I'll be thinking about that so that I can actually be ready sometime. Who's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. ready for us to not to remember that? <laughs> but, you know, flying by the seat of your pants, there's a lot of there's a lot to be said for that as well. So, you know, yeah, 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 this yeah. whole podcast was flying by the seat of our pants. We Absolutely. have no it has been since, Yeah. And has been since day one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've tried to plan. It doesn't work. So. <laughs> exactly. I think there's probably been two episodes. That were, that were <laughs> that we've actually, yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we have a pattern down now. We know what we're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Well, let's, uh, let's tell people where they can find us. Um, I'm, I'm not horribly active on anything but Twitter right now, which I, I plan to change in the new year, which I believe I said this same time last year. But... Um, it's about progress, not perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm at uh, WesA1966 on Twitter, and you can find anything you need to know about me there. You guys? Go ahead, Mike. Oh. <laughs> I, sh- I shouldn't it, just throw it at both of you. <laughs> it goes <laughs> Wes, Mike, Matt. Yeah. That's how we do this. Yeah. Um, yes, no. Uh, so same as Wes, like, uh, best place probably to find me is on Twitter or on Mike underscore Douglas underscore um, but you can also find everything that relates to the podcast my blog and a few other bits and pieces as well at mikesopenjournal.com awesome and you can find me I am also most active on Twitter um, you can find me just search for beyond your past you'll find me on Twitter Instagram uh, Facebook and uh, yeah so you can find the blog uh, the podcast the coaching and all that stuff and of course there'll be links to uh, these mega cast episodes, um, all of them that we've done seasons one, two, and now starting with three in 2019. So definitely hit me up. Yeah, absolutely. And, and toss this around guys. It might be, it might be fun to just, uh, take an episode one time and talk cynically and, um, uh, uh, bluntly about the things on social media that just irritate the snot out of us. Mm. <laughs> oh, that could be more than one episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> We could go on. That would be a marathon. That yeah, would that be, would be how, a put all in yeah. these three talk. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep the coffee going for that one. Let me tell oh, you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh man. Well, we've got two good topics there now. Um, so yeah, I, I, I feel like we're definitely not going to use either of those. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to talking about weather or something really abstract. Yes, we'll do that. <laughs> That's always something. Guys talk about weather because we don't know what else to talk about. Well, I don't know. With you guys, there's always something else. I'll tell you what. Something always comes up. Speaking of weather, uh, I've got to mention briefly, there's a... uh, It's a Samaritans video, which is our... um, Well, they're not just for crisis. They're they're often kind of described or seen as a crisis hotline for people that are struggling. Um, But they're available all the time over here. Uh, but they've just released a new video uh, campaign advert, and it is, uh, uh, um, well, yeah, it's a mum talking in a couple of different uh, settings. So there's one, I think, of her, like, in the shop saying uh, something about the weather, then one of her at, um, like, a kid's football game talking to someone else and saying, what about this weather? Uh, And then the third or fourth setting is her at a train station, and there is this guy that's kind of looking quite solemn and out into the distance and she sort of slowly approaches him and asks him oh um what do you think about this weather then and he sort of looks at her and she asks him if he's okay 
uh, and uh, it kind of cuts out to the contact information and comes back and uh, there's like a guard or someone that's come over to have a chat with him and it's such a, a nice way of showing um, that anyone can have a conversation about mental health and don't be put off or scared by the fact that maybe you don't know everything, you don't know where to signpost people to, you don't have that that knowledge, um, but that anyone can start that conversation. Yes, there will be someone else. Like in this situation, it's the guard that comes over maybe with a bit more knowledge or a bit more of a role uh, to support that person in future, but anyone can have a conversation uh, about mental health and about mental health illness, and hopefully that's something... I feel like we we have a bit of knowledge now, um, but I, hopefully that's something that comes across in terms of um, we're more than happy to talk about stuff that we don't have personal experience in, that we don't have a, a loads of knowledge in, um, and that we are happy, as hopefully anyone does feel comfortable to, to talk about some of those situations and those struggles that, that people may have. Absolutely. Well that's, said, yeah. man. Love yeah, it. absolutely. I cannot top that. Me neither. <laughs> So that's, that's a perfect way to end this, I think. That is. That is. Hey, guys, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Uh, be too. safe. Yeah. Yep. And we will do this again in probably about six weeks, I'm guessing. Yeah, probably six weeks, six months, mm. something. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> How many hours away is that? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, what, what time are we? To, never mind. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, no, let's we we'll worry about that. <laughs> we'll narrow it down to month, then to week, then to day, and then to hours, yep, and then yep, to, yep, into yep. hours. And uh, and just uh, just so everyone out there knows, there are apps all over the place <laughs> where you can compare times. Oh my god, it's uh, and find out. Apparently, yes. Yeah, I I, I was oblivious. Welcome I, to 2019, just, people. <laughs> yeah. You know, for me, it's okay, Google. What time is it in London? You know. Oh man. Uh, oh, oh my God, my phone actually heard that. Oh no! Wait. Oh, did it? Oh my God. Hey, Mike, it's five oh eight p.m. There. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> oh. oh no, God. no, no! It's twelve oh eight. What is wrong with you uh, people? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh dear. All right, gentlemen. All right, guys. Have yourself an awesome holiday, and we will do this again soon. We will. Take care, everybody. See ya. Bye. These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. She's not a great match for me, and that's okay. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. I feel like a lot of the friends that I did have have sort of stopped speaking to me because of it and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. Not only did this help me to write it, mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well, so it sort of started from there. And then she was like, okay, tell me a bit about what's going on. So I told her everything, and her face dropped. 
You're not depressed. It's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. And I don't think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard. It's exhausting. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it. And they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it. 